you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. Welcome, welcome to the big show. We certainly appreciate you guys being here today. As always, uh, get ready for the brain bleed. The brain bleed, as they say in the show, or at least that's the billing, or I don't know. I think the lawyers agreed that we could say that in some sort of way. <laughs> some of the guests are like, wait. Uh, we're going to make me brain bleed? What is this show like, that hot sauce thing where uh, you drink the hot sauce only there's brain bleeding on the show? I don't know. Maybe that's a whole new show format we can use. I don't know. It's probably not going to work out, and the lawyers are never going to agree to it. I'm surprised they agree to the uh, hot sauce thing. Anyway, without further ado, we have an amazing author on the show, as always, and we're going to be getting into his latest, hottest novel, and uh, this is the second one in a series. The first one was really hot. It was so hot, like... Um, I think Amazon had to regulate the reviews on it because there's so many reviews. They're like, maybe it's gotten too many. I don't know. Is I, we'll find out if that's true if I'm just making that up as it were uh, for comedy's sake. But uh, in the meantime, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives without the guilting and shaming that we do in the plugs every time. Uh, there's LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, Goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, and all the other places. And if that doesn't keep you up at night living in shame and guilt that you haven't subscribed to them all and uh, retweet everything we do over there, or wait, it's Rex or whatever the hell it's called this week, uh, then... Uh, I don't, I don't, go be you, man. Whatever, man. But we love you. We always love our audience. Uh, he's the author of the latest book today uh, that uh, just came out, or it's coming out. Let me see here. Let me reload this. August 8th, 2023. I had the Kindle edition up. Uh, Deadlock, a thriller. A Des Limerick novel, part two, uh, is just coming out. Uh, James Byrne is on the show with us today. He'll be talking to us about his latest novel. We'll be talking about some other things that go on in his life. Uh, James lives and writes in one of the coolest cities on earth, Portland, Oregon. We got that clear with the attorneys, and they said we could actually say that, although uh, we're yeah, it's still up for debate. Uh, under various names, he has published nine other novels in the realm of thrillers and mysteries. And you can find out about more about him at his website, jamesburnthriller.com. Welcome to the show, James. How are you? I am good, and I'm really glad to be here. And we're glad to have you. It's an honor as well, sir. Congratulations on the new book. Uh, give us, uh, well, I just got your, I just plugged your .com for you in the bio. Any other places on the internet that you want people to look you up? That's primarily it. There you go. So uh, this tell us about the, this new book that you have out that uh, is coming out, and it's uh, second in the series. Give us an idea what's up with this and why you decided to write it, please. Yeah, Des, this is the second book starring Desmond Limerick, uh, who's mm -hmm. the protagonist of these stories. And um, in this one, uh, a mate calls Des. He's in L.A. And a friend calls and says that her sister's in trouble. Her sister's been hospitalized. She was mugged up in Portland, Oregon. Des being Des, he jumps on a plane and hauls up there to see if he can help. And there they run into a conspiracy that involves the Drug Enforcement Administration, the U.S. Marshal mm -hmm. Service, the Witness Protection Program, and an international uh, mega conglomerate that is based here in the, in the Oregon area. And Des being Des, again, he gets involved in things he shouldn't ought to, mm -hmm. and hilarity ensues. 
There you go. And so it's a thriller. And you name the gentleman the the our lead protagonist in the in the book. He's not our lead protagonist. He's your lead protagonist. But you know we're sharing him, I guess, yeah. uh, in reading your novel. Uh, you named him Desmond. And then what's the pronunciation of this middle name? Aloysius. Aloysius. Doshi Aloysius. Isn't there a song of that? Alouette. Doshi Alouette. You were in the ballpark. And, and and then limerick uh the uh yeah i mean it's like that Jimi hendrix song uh excuse me while i kiss this guy um the uh it doesn't say that folks it's just a joke um so why did you name him that that's a really complex name uh you know i know he's referred to des through the novel but was there a reason behind choosing that name yep um I, when I decided to create this character, I was going to do a single male protagonist action thriller. And I love those books. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody who writes that stuff, Mark Graney, Greg Hurwitz, uh, you know, uh, Lee Child, love that stuff. And I wanted to do some, I wanted to do that, but I wanted to have my own voice and do something different. I couldn't replicate what those guys did. So amongst other things, I'm, I created him as an Englishman mm -hmm. and uh, he is absolutely lacking completely lacking in uh dourness or gloom or anything he's kind of a happy-go-lucky cheerful dude who's are you sure he's english then um, <laughs> yeah well he's irish he, he, uh, oh, oh. from the uk and um i also wanted to give him an uncool name so i mean I, i'm not dissing any other writers here but i run into a whole lot of jacks and jakes and Joes <laughs> and I think you just throw shade at like half the novels we've had on the show. Certainly, yeah. That, that, those, there are a lot of characters who have names that are quintessentially cool. Yeah. So Desmond is quintessentially not cool. And yeah. Aloysius is just downright stupid. Yeah. And Limerick is just a fun word. So, yeah, it is. yeah Des Limerick uh, ended up just... At, it, there's a Rumpelstiltskin thing. When you're trying to create a character and the name isn't quite right, you know it. It's mm -hmm. something isn't, you know, and so he had a bunch of different names in earlier drafts, a whole bunch of names, and all of them weren't quite there. And then finally it settled on Des because it's short, it's tight, it's got that Z. Uh, just, I just loved it. There so that's where he ended up. There you go. Bernard, was that on the table at any point in time? Barnard, uh, with the British Barnard? pronunciation. Barnard, of it. Yeah. yeah, Bernard was, uh, was definitely I'm getting, on the table. I'm getting emails from the five people that are Bernard in our audience. Uh, so uh, give us a 30,000 overview. What's the details in this? Uh, and is it is it a standalone or is it a carryover from the first book? Do we need to read the first book to understand it, et cetera, et cetera? Well, with, my hope is that you can read them in any order. Mm -hmm. Although I do introduce characters who then... Uh, affect the plot in the second book. But you don't you don't really need to read The Gatekeeper first. The mm -hmm. basic idea is that Desmond is 35 years old and has retired from a military. I don't say which military. This is an international military organization. And his job there was as a breach expert. Um, mm -hmm. I use the term the gatekeeper. Basically, his job was to open any door, keep it open as long as it needs to be opened, and control who does and does not get through it. So if mm -hmm. his unit was involved in any kind of breaching operation, He's the guy who, who did that. Now he's 35 years old and he's in the States for the first time. And he's got a guitar traveling around, picking up musical gigs, did a little small engine repair uh, to supplement his income while he was in LA. Just, he's just having a good time, really enjoys life a great deal. But he does have all of this military background and science background. In order to do what he does, he has uh, higher education degrees in, in electronics and engineering. He's, he's a good hacker. All of those things are necessary if you need to know how to open any door. 
Mm. So he's a highly educated guy who's making a living playing musical gigs and stumbling into stuff he ought not to. Wow. First place in LA and second one up here in Portland. And the third one will take place in Washington, DC. Oh, so it, are you working on the third one now? You got plans for it? Yeah. They, uh, St. Martin's press bought four books. Uh, the third one is written. It's with my editor, Keith Kayla, who is a bit of a legend in the mystery thriller realm. He's probably mm -hmm. the best editor of his kind on earth. Uh, and then the fourth one I haven't started yet. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. There you go. A uh, guy who plays guitar and is stumbling around. I think that's how they found uh, oh, fuck. I just screwed up the joke. Uh, I think that's how, I think that's how they found Neil Young on the side of the road. Didn't he? Was he talking? <laughs> I don't know. Neil Young. Joke, still right? work, yeah, don't sue me, Neil. Um, he still looks like he's a poem on the side of the road. I just saw him in concert the other day. Uh, but he's got great music. So uh, what, what do you feel? Uh, how do you feel your character is developing in the second book? Do you feel like things are getting better? You've written a lot of other books, too. And uh, how do you feel writing is maybe getting different or improved? Or, you know, maybe it's not. Maybe you're just like, fuck it on the second book. You're just phoning in like a Hollywood sequel. I got to tell you, honestly, every writer I know when they're drinking worries <laughs> Worries about the second book. It's called the Sophomore Slump, and we all panic. Oh. I, lightning struck. Can I can I make a strike again? You never know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I really, I really, uh, I worked hard on this book because I was very worried about that. Mm -hmm. The good news is the reviews are in, and the reviews are saying this is as good or better than the first one, getting lots of real positive uh, feedback from folks. So that's very very exciting. I think I am of the opinion that the there's two exactly two ways to become a better writer: read a lot and write a lot. And there ain't no other ways. That's it. And so everything I write makes me slightly better writer. And I've been writing since I was a college student. Um, and you can tell by the color color of my hair that was some time ago. Uh, every time I write, even when I write crap, when you write something that's terrible, it's like when you drive an older car and you blow all the, all the gunk out of the transmission. Um, that even writing bad is good is a good habit to get into. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think I get better all the time. But um, Des I will say this. Desmond is the easiest character to write. I love Des. He's super easy to write. He writes his own dialogue. If I'm mm -hmm. smart enough to shut up and sit down, he writes many of his own scenes. I'll just get wow. So he's, I'm having a blast with him. That's Hi, folks. Here's Foss here with a little station break. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. We'll resume here in a second. Uh, I'd like to invite you to come to my coaching speaking and training courses website you can also see our new podcast over there at chrisvossleadershipinstitute.com over there you can find all the different stuff that we do for speaking engagements if you'd like to hire me uh training courses that we offer and coaching for leadership management entrepreneurism uh podcasting corporate stuff uh with over 35 years of experience in business and running companies as ceo and be sure to check out chris Voss leadership institute.com now back to the show that's really awesome to have that flow have you had that flow with any of your other books that you've written i am quite fast as a writer and the reason i'm quite fast is because i'm a newspaper journalist uh, ah. and, uh we, we you know we don't have writer's block in journalism we call it unemployment um <laughs> If you went to the school board meeting and came back and told your editor, the muse is an old with me today, they'd just replace you with a 20 year old. Right? <laughs> or AI nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. We put it in chat GPT. You'll yeah, be fine. No, Here's yeah, your check. No, we don't ever have writer's block. We just, uh, uh -huh. and I write every single day. I write, um, uh, I write longhand in a steno pad for my first drafts and then translate it into computer. And I can write an novel in about three months, first draft. So, mm -hmm. Uh, I am pretty darn fast, but I and I work and I 
I put my ass in the chair and work. Wow. There you go. I mean, that's really the key. What do you think, uh, or what do you, I mean, usually a writer at your point, uh, gets a lot of feedback from, from, uh, his readers. In fact, some of you are just like, seriously. Um, but, and sometimes it's kind of interesting. Like I've had, I've had novelists on the show and they're like, some people have written me and gone, you know, your character's an alcoholic. And they're like, really? Oh yeah. My character is an alcoholic, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what what are some of the feedback you've gotten, and why do you think readers really identify with the protagonists and your characters in your books? Des cares a great deal about people who express loyalty. Mm. So one of his character traits is um, he's loyal to his friends, and he really, really likes people who are loyal in general. So um, he, there's a woman in the first book who is a member of a city council in a small town in California, a fictional town. And the town has fallen apart and uh, all but destroyed, but she's still on the city council running these meetings in the town that is literally falling apart. And Des just loves her because she's that person. He wants to support people who express loyalty. I also have a lot, a lot of very strong female protagonists. And one thing I hear from my readers is I got a guy who's got some hefty muscles and he's good in a fight and good with weapons and all that. And yet I don't give the women characters short shrift. And in fact, in the first book, we're introduced to Des because he rescues a woman who is this, who is the chief legal counsel for a multi multinational corporation. Mm. And he saves her in Act 1. But it's really important to me that Petra saves Petra in Act 3. So she is the ends up being the primary protagonist who saves her own life in mm. the end of the book because Des can save you to get the plot going. But she had to save herself at the end of the book. So I get a lot of comments from people who say they like strong female protagonists and they find that in my book. And I find a lot of people write in to say, Des is not cranky and he's not unhappy and he's not dour and he has no, he's a happy guy. And people say, I, I enjoy reading about a guy who doesn't have a lot of angst. There you go. So it's, it's a different thing. There you go. Well, you know, people need more positive stuff in this world. You know, yeah. we got enough negative stuff going on and, negative nature and stuff um and so this should be a fun romp and so uh, are you it sounds like you're going to kind of keep the same sort of lock theme if you will uh, you the first book was called the gatekeeper and then are you are you going to keep moving to different cities or are you gonna yes he's going to keep moving to different cities in every book i wanted to do all the titles with the word lock or key or gate or door or something in them and mm -hmm. saint martin's press told me i'm simply not creative enough to do that and they're afraid that by the fifth book i'll be calling it the door jam or something like that. <laughs> door <laughs> jam. Yeah. Totally will run out of clever titles. So uh, I think by the third one, we're going to call it something else. I'm not sure. Ch uh, chain reaction is one of the things we talked about. Um, we'll I see. like that. That's a, that's a good name. Locksmith. The key. What do they call that movie? Who's that guy in the matrix? The key master. Uh, I forgot. Yeah. I it was, it was right. called the key master, I think, or maybe wait, wasn't that, wasn't the one with the, the Ghostbusters? That's Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. Matrix. I mean, they're really just the same movie. Just ah. they changed the names, really. Uh, let you guys think about that one for a second. Um, but <laughs> you could do the Keymaster, you know, without that whole one guy. Uh, or uh, I don't know. There's probably some probably some good names for keys and and gates and, and keys. Um, why why do you like that analogy of of deadlocks and gatekeepers and, and the whole unlocking of stuff and is, is it the puzzle nature of it is the solving of the riddle and the thriller of it it is um 
well, I was trying to find a unique skill set that this guy had that I didn't read in all the other novels of this kind. And mm -hmm. the idea of a breach expert or a guy who controls doors seemed really exciting to me. I just hadn't seen that before. So I went online and did some research. And um, the Roman god of doors is uh, either Janus or Janusz, depending on how you want to pronounce oh, it. Oh, really? And he's actually the, uh, the Roman god of doors, yes, but also of of uh, beginnings and endings and transitions in time. Oh. And I thought, oh, that's a lot of stuff you can play with there. So it then dawned on me, if you're good at opening a door, well, websites are doors, right? And so if that would be one of the things he could control, he could, he's really good with. And so it just, it just struck me as a fun, unusual, I hadn't seen it before. It lends itself to tons and tons of opportunities. Um, it just, it was, it ended up being that little bit of business that made him slightly different, I think, than all the other single male protagonist action adventure protagonists are out there. Name Jack. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, pissed off half the novelists on the okay. show. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They, I, they, they're probably in on the joke as well, uh, knowing them. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot masculine thing. But but Des is a good name. It's a cool name, and, and uh, it's unique, you know. I don't think there's a lot of other novelists looking around and pick Des. They might pick Bernard, but <laughs> but you know you don't have to worry about anybody going. Oh God, another Jack or John or I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe there should be like a law that we need to regulate how many Jack novels there are. Well, I got to tell you that so far in two books, uh, at least one of the American people in the book has made fun of his name. So the fact that he's got this goofy name, Desmond Aloysius Limerick. Um, I, the other protagonists or the antagonists in the book are fully aware that that's a dopey name, and they bring, they bring that to his attention a lot. It's just one of those things that made him different. The other thing that made him different, i got to say this really quick, if I could, mm. that I really wanted to try because I hadn't seen it before in any other mystery thriller, is that this guy is breathtakingly uncool when it comes to women and sex. Oh, really? He's instantly 14 years old. And so anytime there's an opportunity to have sex, he's like, really? That's awesome. Let's do that. Yes. And he just completely lacks any cool whatsoever. I had never seen that in a in one of these. Usually, the you know, they're James Bondy and they're very. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's um, like a whole. Uh, martini and. and yeah. And get yeah. This so guy, he's kind of like the opposite of James Bond. He has like no, he has no game, no dating game. No, 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 whatsoever. He's just yeah. super thrilled at the opportunity of getting. Uh, the love like, scenes are about 15 seconds long. I get it. I have to be really careful and not write love scenes because my mom still reads my books. Oh, that that's therapy. So, yeah, that, that might not be no. uh, a good thing to do, but no. yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, this, you know, it's probably, that's probably appropriate because I don't know. You know, we don't. The, everyone asks me, so you have a lot of no, uh, you have a lot of book writers on the show, Chris. I'm like, yeah, except for uh, romance novels, and they're always like, why don't you have romance novels on the show? And I'm like, look, hey, they're great authors, but you know, there's only so many. How many times can I have a conversation in a half an hour on the show saying, so they had sex on the beach again? <laughs> he took off his shirt again. Look, I'm not making fun of you. You guys are great writers, but uh, I'm not yeah. doing that that uh i can't fill in uh, a half an hour with that i can't do it especially at the, especially the breath that they produce uh their books they do they do such a great job of it and there's so many great novels that write romance novels but i just can't do it it's just like and and so uh, and so his nipples show up in chapter five eight ten and twenty wow who saw that coming I did not know. Anyway, enough of making fun of romance novels. But uh, uh, anything more you want to tease out of the book? Any uh, scenarios that you think people like to see? One thing about novels, we can never give away the middle and ending because, 
you know, that's part of the gig. Uh, anything you want to tease out before you go? Yeah, you know, it was really fun setting a story in Portland, Oregon, because I've lived here since uh, I was in college, a community college. And uh, I love this town a great deal. And it was awfully fun to set a book here and then sort of try and see it through the eyes of somebody who isn't from here and mm -hmm. see the town through the newcomer's eyes. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, during the pandemic, our town got beat up a little bit. I think that's true of most every city in America. Yeah. Uh, we had we had uh, Black Lives Matters protests and we had the economic downturn and we had wildfires here in the West and et cetera, et cetera. So my town's looking a little rough, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. But my wife, Katie King, and I just adore this town. So it was really fun setting this book here and letting letting me re-see the city I love through the eyes of a newcomer. I had a, mm -hmm. I had a there you go. Uh, do do uh, do you guys still have those crazy donut places there? Isn't it Eras is the town that's got the crazy donuts and the great coffee? Voodoo donuts. Voodoo that's donuts. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, incredibly good coffee. That's on my bucket list. Micro brew beers. A really vibrant wine scene. Mm -hmm. So I mean, if you like to imbibe, we got we got good stuff going on here. There you go. I, someone told me there's a better donut shop than Voodoo. Yes. Uh, Nobody who lives in Portland eats voodoo donuts. Voodoo donuts is entirely for the it's for a the tourist court. thing. Yeah, oh, wow. no, just, there are there are blue stars better and yeah. Okay, now I'm going to get in trouble. Now I'm going to be in trouble. Uh oh, going to be voodoo. Do we need to consult with lawyers first to yeah, approve I a donut shop? Never piss off anybody who has got the word voodoo in their title. I mean, that's <laughs> that's probably. true. They might make a donut of doll if you're in the likeness and stick pins in it. That's just, just my luck. There you go. Yeah, there you go. It sounds like my first uh, nine ex-wives. Um, well, James, it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Uh, I think they, I think they, they either took donuts or they took burgers, since I've eaten too many of them across my life and wearing most of them, uh, and sucked them with pins. So uh, that that was my voodoo dolls. Um, James, it's been wonderful to have the show and exciting to have you. And uh, we're looking forward to your next book. And when when's the next book going to come out? Let's get a plug in for that. Do you have a date on that yet? It'll be August of next year. So I'm coming out in August of 2023, 2024, and 2025. There you go. It's built in there, folks. But read the books now so that you're up on when the new ones come out. Uh, thanks, James. Give us your .com so people can find you on the interviews, please. JamesBurnThriller.com uh, and Burn is B-Y-R-N-E. There you go. Uh, order up the folks, uh, folks. Order up the folks, folks. What? Okay. I. You know what? Uh, no more drinks for me. Uh, turn turn the coffee spigot off. Uh, order up the folks. What the? Fuck? Order up the book wherever fine books are sold. Deadlock, a thriller, a Des Limerick novel, number two out. Get number one too. Order them both. August eighth. 2023 is out by James Byrne. Uh, as always, go to goodreads.com. You can see everything we're reading and reviewing over there. Go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com forward slash Chris Voss, and every place around the internet. Uh, be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.